Welcome to episode 21 of the Mindfulness Mosh Pit podcast. My name is Philippa Bennett and I'm a life coach for Metalheads. Each episode I share with you the proven tips and tricks to transform your mindset from pain to positivity, to remove your motivation blocks and guide you towards a happier metalhead life. To find out more, follow me on Instagram at the Mindfulness Mosh Pit. This week we're talking about the importance of boundaries and five tips on how to implement them. So let's get started. Hi and welcome back to my podcast and this week I'm going to be talking about how to set clear boundaries in your life. This is something that comes up quite often and a lot of my clients have this problem as well. I have had this problem in the past so I'm pretty sure that you have had it too. And I think we've all got one of those friends, haven't we? You know the one I mean, you've known them, probably known them for a few years, you've seen them around, you've gone to a concert or they're in your social circle, but kind of on the fringes and you don't really connect with them that much. But when you see them, they tend to kind of gravitate towards you. And because they're kind of in your circle, you don't really want to cut them off. You kind of feel awkward and, you know, you agree to meet them for coffee or for a beer or something or, you know, even worse for dinner. And because you just feel bad about not, you know, you can't really say no because, you know, what will they think? Will they tell other people and all that kind of thing? And then once you've got it all organized, you're going to go for a coffee or a beer or something and you get that really, that really icky feeling. You feel kind of creeped out and you just pray for some kind of emergency to come up so you can dash off or, or not even turn up at all when you've arranged to meet them and I would call those people and I'm pretty sure you would too you would call them an energy vampire because they're that kind of person who you just don't want to be around you just don't have this good feeling about being around them but then you kind of say to yourself well what's the harm you know maybe I'm in this only person's friend maybe they're lonely you know it's every only every once in a while so what's the problem and you know all that might be true But if it makes you feel bad, if it kind of keeps happening, if it's a regular occurrence and you don't feel like you can say no, then you really need to put in some boundaries. Now, this also applies quite strongly. And this is something that comes up with with many clients I've had over the years is, is family as well. Relationships and family where boundaries have not been set and it really starts to really starts to affect your mental health to be honest because you know you dread going to family um, parties or gatherings you dread that phone call from a parent or a sister or brother or whoever it is and it becomes less of an enjoyable relationship with the person that you'd actually like to have the enjoyable relationship with and it's a little bit about control issues as well not your own but from them Um, but this is coming from you we're talking about your boundaries and how to set them So why are boundaries important? Well, not just for your own sanity, but when you've got healthy boundaries, you really have much more confidence in yourself. You you value your own opinions. You're able to express yourself in a much more clear way. And it really establishes for you what behavior you will accept from other people. And it also what establishes what behavior people can expect from you. So it's a it's a two way street, really. And when you're able to understand those personal needs of your own and also personal needs of other people, you're much more 
able to communicate how you feel and what you want to people. And then you're protecting your energy and you're, before anything really happens, before anything gets out of control, you've already got those, those, that structure and that plan in place where both parties know what to expect. You value your opinion, you value the way that you feel, and that puts you in a much better energetic state, much easier, a much better place to be in. And it also means that you don't take offence when you're told no, because that it works both ways. If other people set clear boundaries and you are told no, because you're aware of those boundaries, you're aware of how to protect your energy in that way, you're not offended when someone says no or if someone says, I'm sorry, I don't have time for you. And that's a really strong, um, strong place to be, strong place to come from. So let's have a quick look at how to maintain those good boundaries. So the first thing really is to start off small. Now this really applies to people you've known for a long time, maybe family members, maybe even a partner. And because if you if you feel like you're going to put up these walls and you're going to set down the rules and put the boundaries in place, you're going to put your suit of armour on to protect yourself, you're either going to feel overwhelmed by that and you'll probably feel a bit bad as well. You'll feel terrible about putting so many rules in place so quickly. But also you might just come off as plain rude <laughs> and you don't want to do that either. This is it's a subtle uh, it's a subtle game between um, getting what you want and what you need and actually coming across as being a bit of a, a bit of a, a rude, horrible person. So setting off, setting off small, putting small little changes in place and a really easy one for this, if you've got a, a friend that um, perhaps calls you regularly and you don't really want to meet them that often or maybe you just don't have the time, by saying yes to their request but putting a condition on it, so for example I'd love to meet you for coffee but I've only got an hour or I've only got half an hour or I can only meet in this place on this date, you're setting up a small little boundary, you're putting in a small little condition to your meeting and you can do that step by step. This works especially well with relationships and families as well, but we'll get, we'll get to that um, a little bit later. The next thing to consider is actually to set boundaries early. So obviously if, you've, if it's a family member or a, a partner or you've worked with this person for ages or you've known them for a long time, this is not gonna, really going to work. But if you've, if you've got a new friend in your friend circle, someone you've just met or you've got a new colleague at work, something like that, maybe that colleague's getting on your nerves and they're just a kind of a bit too familiar, a bit pushing a bit too much. If you set down those boundaries early, they know what to expect from you from, from much earlier on. And it's really those people that just can't take a hint. So if you lay down those ground rules right from the start, then they know that that's the way it is and that's the way it's got to be. And then you're in a much better place to not suddenly change in one different direction from another. So laying down those boundaries early is a much much more advantageous start to any kind of relationship and that goes actually for relationships with partners it goes for new partners it goes for relationships with new work colleagues or new friends even in a relationship if it's a new relationship and you are the type of person who needs their personal space then setting that that down as a boundary right from the beginning is basically going to set the tone of the relationship and it is important to put those kind of boundaries in place if that is what is what kind of person you are if that is what is needed in your energy field if you are a person who needs 
a few nights a week to yourself or a weekend every now and again to yourself without anyone around you, including a new partner, a new lover or a new relationship, that's absolutely fine. But that boundary needs to be set right from the beginning so that that person doesn't get mixed messages. Now, the next thing to think about is actually creating a framework. Now, this can come in really handy if it's a family member or a long-term friend or in a, um, in a relationship, especially if that relationship is constantly sucking your energy. Let's say you've been together with your spouse or your partner for a really long time. And this is quite poignant in the last sort of um, 18 months that we've been in this pandemic situation where a lot of people, a lot of us, including myself, actually, <laughs> we've been working from home with our partners. And I'm quite lucky because our house is big enough that we can escape from each other when we need to. But a lot of people don't have that luxury. And I have um, I've, I have friends, a couple who have really, really suffered in the last 18 months because they've basically been stuck in a one bedroom flat together, a really small flat. And it's the relationship has been quite severely affected by that. And I can understand that completely. I'm sure you can, too. And if you're in a situation where you're on top of each other all the time, you don't get any personal space, that's not really a healthy way to live in a relationship. It's also the same if you're looking after maybe a family member who's living with you or a long-term friend, maybe they live near you or a neighbour or whatever it is. Setting actually a framework as to what you need, the boundary that you need, this can be really, really, really handy. And what you would do for this is, for example, if you are in a relationship, if you're living with your partner or your spouse and you need that alone time, by specifying when, where and why you need that alone time, you're setting a framework for your partner with a clear message to say, it's nothing personal, it's nothing against you, but I need this two hours on a Saturday or I need this Sunday morning or I need this Thursday night to myself so that I can recharge my batteries, meditate, read, have some time to myself to do the things that I like to do on my own and keep that consistent. Consistency here is key as well with boundaries, especially when it's someone who perhaps has not had a boundary in place for a long time. Uh, this might come as a bit of a surprise to them, but by keeping it consistent, by keeping it regular, they know what to expect. You have something to look forward to and you've got that framework that you can both work around. And also by encouraging your, your the other person to do that as well, to take the time to be alone with themselves, to get to know themselves, to be happy by themselves. It can be so nourishing and can do wonders for a relationship. So creating that framework gives you that carte blanche to put up that do not disturb sign to say this is my time right now so that I can have my time I can do the things that I need to do without getting a, without having a guilty conscience basically this can be applied at work too you know if, especially if you have a team under you or even if you don't I remember when when I worked the last time I worked in an office I quite regularly it was quite it was an open plan office unfortunately so I couldn't shut the door but I would regularly just have people come up to my desk and ask questions and that was very distracting from the work that I had to do. So my solution to that, my boundary to that was on this day of the week, I work from home and I would go home and work from home that day. 
back in the days when working from home wasn't quite as, as uh, normal as it seems to be now. But that was my boundary that I put in place. I need this day, actually it was two days a week, I need these two days so that I can get the things done I need to get done without the interruptions. These days from working from home, for example, um, quite often people use like these teams or you know these kind of group chat things for work you can set your status to be do not disturb and then people will not disturb you you can put your you can turn your phone on to divert so that you are not reachable if you have an office you can close your door for an hour or two it is not unreasonable for you to do that but if that's the, the boundary that you need to put in place so that you can recharge your energy or just get the things done that you need to get done or just not see people for a couple of hours, which for us introverts is a really important part of our lives, then that is what you need to do. You need to do the things to keep your energy good, well and flowing. Now, the fourth thing to talk about is probably going to be a bit controversial among any younger listeners, but it's actually to be beware of or be aware of social media. Because the tendency these days, and it's not just the younger generation now, it is people of my generation in their 40s and even of my mum's generation in their 70s, where the tendency is to overshare everything. You share every meal that you have, you, you share every achievement that the kids get, you share every concert you go to, you share every album you've bought, every holiday picture you take, everything is shared online. And if anyone is of my age or older, I'm 40, nearly 45, you'll remember that only 20 years ago, we didn't have any of these social media platforms. We didn't even have mobile phones. We weren't taking pictures of everything. We weren't live streaming. That wasn't even something that anyone could even imagine back then. But this kind of oversharing of everything means that people believe or other people think that they are more, much more part of your life than is really healthy. They think that they kind of their boundaries, their view of boundaries is very much softened because if you're oversharing, then they feel like they're part of your life. And that's really not a healthy way to live your life. That's not a healthy thing to do. Now, if you have a business, if you're an entrepreneur and you use social media as part of your business, then you know that you are posting a lot. But if you're if you have a look at other entrepreneurs, other people who use Facebook as part of their business, you'll notice that they don't really post too much personal information. I certainly don't post very much personal information on my social media at all, on my personal social media, because it's just not anybody's business is just not something that everybody needs to see and the really important part here is when things go wrong in your life when you're feeling down when you're feeling like things aren't going the way that you want them to by writing that on your social media status you're not doing yourself any favors you're opening yourself up to people you quite often don't really know and you're bringing them as part of your emotional and um, mental health energy and that is not a good thing to do social media needs to have as much of a boundary in it as real life does as well so don't rely on social media as a crutch for your emotions or for getting attention and don't expose yourself to people that you don't know keep your feelings off of social media 
and a big one is don't check into every place that you go to. Don't, you know, if you're at a concert, fine. If you're at a, a big concert, it's really great. You're excited about it. Absolutely. Of course, you want to share that with your friends. If you're at McDonald's eating a Big Mac or, you know, you're just having a sandwich somewhere, it doesn't need to be shared with the world because you share, oversharing your life like that is really removing all the boundaries around you. And that's not a healthy place to be. That gives people really access to everything in your life. And, you, you know, you, you might then say to a friend, I'm sorry, I can't meet you because I don't have time. And then you check into somewhere for a coffee and you see what I mean? You're, you're crossing then and, you know, someone will see that you actually did have time. It's just not the way to be. It's just not the way to be. So social media is a great tool, but don't overshare it. And don't use it as your emotional crutch or for getting attention. Just use it for a little bit of sharing about pretty pictures and perhaps some really good um, holiday photos or, you know, articles or opinions maybe on on current affairs that kind of thing but don't open yourself up to the world like that because that's just not healthy at all so the final thing I'm going to talk about to think about there are other things as well but we're just going to stick to five for this podcast um and that is actually just to open your mouth so it might seem obvious but if you want to set boundaries if you want people to know that there are boundaries in place and you want to have personal time personal space and not have people sucking your energy all the time you're going to have to open your mouth and say something you deserve to feel the best you can possibly feel and if there's a person or a situation that's affecting your happiness you're going to have to say something because you need to put yourself as priority number one because if you don't put yourself as priority number one you can't help other people as well and that goes for if you're looking after relatives if you've got kids whoever it is you should be number one priority because you can't help others without helping yourself first and that is just a fact it's something I argue with with clients if they've got kids they always say I put my kids first you can't put your kids first if you're not looking after yourself and I have a really great example of this of a friend recently who basically suffered from some really bad burnout and they ended up in hospital multiple times because they didn't put themselves first and their partner um, suffers from a um, quite a serious illness and they put all their energy into looking after their partner, all their energy into earning the money, all their energy into making sure that other people were okay without looking after themselves first. And that person ended up in hospital. And while that person's in hospital, they cannot look after the person they were trying to look after. It was counterproductive to put that other person before themselves. And the result was they weren't able to look after that person anymore. Thankfully, they've now realized that they need to put themselves first. So it was the wake up call that they needed. But you have to put yourself first. Before we come to the end, I just want to give you a little example of um, of a situation where I had to apply in myself some pretty strong boundaries. And it happened to me a few years ago that I reconnected with a friend I had been friends with in my early 20s. Um, it had been a quite an intense friendship, I must say. It was a very intense person, but we'd always gotten on very well. And in the meantime, this person had got married, they had um, moved away from the UK and were having a, an okay life, 
actually have a few good plans in in order uh, in the in the future they had a few things they wanted to buy land and move to a foreign country and everything was kind of set up and the plans were in place and then that relationship broke down very suddenly the couple broke up one moved to Australia and the other one was kind of stuck in Europe and I'd known both of them for a really really long time and um, it got to a point where one of them said to me you cannot be friends with my ex-partner because um, your loyalty should be to me. And at that point, I had to say to this person, I'm sorry, you cannot put any kind of demands on who I choose to have as a friend and who I choose to not have as a friend. So if you're going to put that kind of that constraint on, on our friendship, then I'm going to have to say, I'm sorry, but we're not friends anymore. And that person chose not to be friends with me anymore and it was tough it was hard because we were friends for a really long time but that's what needed to be done to protect my own energy and I have no regrets about it I did the right thing they chose to then not be friends with me and it protected my energy as well as probably being the best thing in the long run anyway I just thought I'd throw that in there because it was quite an extreme example of setting boundaries um and it was difficult, but it was it needed to be done and it worked out better in the long run anyway. So basically what you need to do is just take a step back and have a look, gain some perspective. If you've got a friend who would basically be mortally wounded by a reasonable request for some distance, are they really worth being a big part of your life? Ask yourself that. If you've got a partner who takes offence at you trying to have a little bit of you time, does that relationship need actually some extra work or is that person even right for you? And if you've got a family member who you're worried about upsetting by creating some suitable rules around your relationship, do you actually not think that they probably just get over it and be there for you anyway because they're family? You've got to make your own health, energy and life top priority and then everything else will just fall in behind. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to support this podcast, please follow me on Instagram at the Mindfulness Mosh Pit. Thank you, and see you again next week.